Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everyone and welcome to episode 89. How are you doing? Brian, you're back! I know, I'm so happy to be back. Thanks for holding down the fort with Izzy. Izzy, I can't wait to talk to you in person or through Zoom. You know what I mean. Yeah, Beers. internet <laughs> talking. But yeah, once again, thank you Izzy Nobre for coming on last week. Bailing my ass out. But great guest. Definitely make sure to check out his stuff. Check the old episode. Check his links. So, yeah, I was sad to not be there. He seems like a really cool guy. Oh, yeah. Nah, he was a super nice dude. Nice. Bryce, you're yeah. telling me all better now? Did you get over the coof? I'm all back. Well, it was a fun, just, like, cold. And then, like, I go to the doctor, and, uh, and there was this weird thing where I was getting lightheaded and almost passing out, like, every time I got an erection. And he said it's because that was a, too much blood was going down there. Jesus <laughs> Christ! I couldn't keep it. <laughs> and I'm trying to like look here, not look here, but look here, so I didn't see the shitty grin on your face. I know it was coming as you're about to say that. But yeah, it's a big problem, and I don't know if you've ever had that, Jim. <clears throat> no, but bye. I'm, but I'm glad to be back. So, so cheers, bud. Cheers. Christ <laughs> all fucking mighty. Well, Brian, with all your time off, what have you been playing? Woo! Um, I've uh, played a lot more Doom Eternal, which that game... Woo, I I forgot how hard those that newer Doom game gets, and it just is the same with that game. Um, I've played a lot more Dead by Daylight... But uh, in honor of uh, our yearly tradition that we'll get to it a little bit later in the podcast, I went back and I started replaying the old Call of Duty Black, Black Ops, the original. Ooh, my favorite. Yeah, I actually played through the entire campaign for a potential video. Ah, uh ah. -huh. Uh -huh. But yeah, it's uh, I, I just blasted that out. Um, <laughs> Jim, we could talk about a game you and I played together. <laughs> Oh, what a little Among Us adventure! <laughs> do you want to? Uh, do you want to inform the people? Of yeah, what? every fucking game you said I was sus first. <laughs> well, admit it. You I was not play... sus. I was doing tasks. <clears throat> but you also, you're that guy in Among Us. And for those of you who don't know, it, if you play the game, there's always that one guy that yes, he's probably not the imposter, but he like follows people to see if they're the imposter. And you were doing that a little too much. Yeah, it's called what everyone does. Everyone groups up. Everyone follows someone else. And some people get called sus. What's great is it was me, Jim, and uh, our buddy Rob, who's... Our brother-in-law. Our brother-in-law. And we're sitting there, and we're playing, like, you know, all next to each other. So every time one of us dies, we're able to get everyone to vote out that person. Even oh, yeah, we, we fucking cheated our asses off while playing. Well, isn't that the same as what people do in discords and stuff? Well, normally they're all friends playing together trying to win, so, like, no one's helping each other out. That's true. But, yeah, so we're winning, winning, winning. But every so often, me and Rob would just be like, hey, whatever color Jim is. Yeah, he looks real sus. Hey, like, wait, sus! Wait, we, sus, you should burn him out! Or we'd be like, hey, I think he bent it. He's like, I'm doing a fucking task! <laughs> but what's great is Jim is, like, for a guy who spends all his time on social media... He types really slow on his phone. So when we get like three messages out. My screen's out, cracked. 
Well, you need to upgrade, Jim. It's like your internet. You need to get good stuff. <laughs> My internet is fine. You're one to talk about crack screens, motherfucker. You would have been uh, a goner in the old days. Yeah, old days. For once. But, for once. No, hey, like last week, you finally get a phone that isn't cracked. Hey, hey, Jim. Hold on to an iPhone 4 until goddamn 2013. Jim, are we allowed to live in the present? Are we allowed to do that? Or do we got to just keep rummaging up the past? Oh, I'll rummage. I'll rummage to make my goddamn points. <laughs> so, Jim, but, but the best part is Jim actually was the killer one time. And on a whim, I just said, this guy seems sus. <laughs> no, no evidence. And he was the imposter. And he only got one kill. <laughs> yeah. Got my little kill, vented, sitting around, waiting, waiting to throw someone under the goddamn bus. And everyone goes, <laughs> Jim, Josh. So yeah, that's what I've been playing, Jim. Those were those were fun games. I can't wait to do it with some some people, some of our buddies. Uh, yes, online. we have to get a group together. I'm sure I'll be voted sus first anyway. Don't be sus. It's a fun meme. It's a great meme we have going there. <laughs> so Jim, uh, what you, what you been playing? I finally finished up my playthrough of Nine Parchments, and I went back to Hotline Miami. So nice. I didn't realize how like not far into it when I was playing it before I was. And I actually wound up taking, like, Zwick's advice from when he was on the show, and I just started, like, reckless abandoning through the levels, and I started mm-hmm. doing a lot better. Yeah. So, don't plan ahead in that fucking game. Just go in guns blazing, and the more hectic you make it, you wind up actually winning more. Um, random question. Have you ever seen the movie You're Next? You're Next. Uh, it sounds familiar. Who the fuck's in it? I, no one that you would know the... Uh, it's a like 2011 slasher. Is Goldberg um, in it? It's Goldberg not, should be in it. It's not Santa Slays, Jim. But he says you're next. Yeah. Yes, he does. Um, no, but the only reason I asked is because in the movie, the killers have like animal masks, and they were actually inspired by Hotline Miami. Oh, really? So, because of the, all the masks in that game. Huh. Because I know Hotline Miami 2 came out like 2015. Was Hotline Miami 1 that old? I mean, maybe it was. I thought it was like 09 or 10, maybe. Was it? Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. But that, I mean, I just read that. I was like, huh. That's very apropos that you just happened to be playing that. Yeah. But no, that's super fun game. So I want to at least get through the first one. I think I'm close to being done. So I want to get through that one and then I'll move on to something else. Did you ever actually play that party hard when I streamed it back in the day? Never did. That's one. I, I think it's. I think it's only PC, but you should. No, it's on Switch now. I think it's on some other things too. Oh, dude, you you would. I mean, especially if you liked, if you like Hotline Miami, you should try that out. Yeah, no, it's one I always want. I do want to get around to trying that one of these days. If I, I'll keep an eye out because like digital shit always goes on sale every once in a while. So if I see it for like a couple bucks, I'll snag it. Nice. And a little shameless plug here. Jim just released a really good video of Jim's thrifting. And uh, I was curious, um, how long ago of the pickups you got in that last video did you get that? Uh, That one was more recent stuff, within like the last two months. Have you actually tried out any of those? Yeah, Shinobi worked, uh, Sonic worked, and Burger Time, I don't have it in television, but it was five bucks, so I went, okay. Damn it. Dude, Burger Time on, like, the fucking... On Atari and ColecoVision, they go for, like, 30 bucks. For whatever reason, it's, it was dirt cheap for... Uh, maybe for once he, like, bounced out, like, actually selling something from that era as opposed to what it's actually worth. So he probably priced it down. 
But Burger Time always seems to be like one of the more expensive games from like the pre NES era. So, so I saw it for five bucks in a box. I went, all right. All right. So the real golden question here, Jim, is are you actually going to sell it? Knowing that you probably aren't going to get it in television unless you get really lucky and come across one for dirt cheap. What other purpose would you have to keep it? Because it's not like you're a huge Burger Time fan. I'm not a huge Burger Time fan, but I like Burger Time. If I'm going to have one Intellivision game that's in a box in my collection just to see what an Intellivision box looks like, I'm glad it's Burger Time. It was five bucks. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> just, I want you to make profit on these terrible decisions just once in a while. What? <laughs> it's Burger Time. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah it's a classic a, you can't I'll, even play. <laughs> maybe I'll get a cheap Intellivision one day. Then I can play uh, Burger Time and my copy of NFL Football. I think those are the only two Intellivision games I have. And then you can just start collecting for another obscure console that you're going to say, it's really underrated and charming for its time. Yeah. And the Intellivision's that weird in-between between, like, Atari's goofy block graphics and ColecoVision's, like, almost looking like a... Well, ColecoVision's kind of impressive for its time. Yeah. Like, Coleco, Intellivision's that weird in-between, so I don't even think I'll have that much interest there. But if I see it for, like, five bucks, five, ten bucks at a flea market, I would, I would get an Intellivision system. Damn it, Jim. Bro, I'm a preservationist. Well, I'm going to open a museum then ask for tons of donations. (sighs) Anyway, Jim, what are you drinking right now? Because you're pissing me off. (laughs) Drinking a Miller Lite to piss you off even more. I got some of these sitting around, so. I know you didn't go through all those random beers. No, I have a fuckload, but what do you call it? My my tummy's a little rumbly this night, so I'm keeping it a little simple on myself. What'd you have? Taco Bell? Nah, Maggiano's. Hmm. What'd you, what's your go-to with that? I had lasagna. With meat sauce. Of course, because you're basically human Garfield. <laughs> I hate Mondays. I'm fat. <laughs> you always got the, the, the grump face going. I do have a grump face going. I am constantly miserable. That's a fair comparison. What? I don't I don't I don't ever get fucking lasagna. I never my wife hates ricotta, so I never have it in the house. So Yeah, so you always get skeddies. I do get skeddies, and I do love my skeddies, but <laughs> uh, anytime I go there it's either lasagna or the gnocchi. So I was like, all right, this time I'll get the lasagna. I got all the right. gnocchi last time. Um Alright, well tonight I am polishing off from that Saranac uh mold it was like I guess they're fall like little six or 12 pack i'm going through the hoptoberfest ipa and then later the 1888 oktoberfest so um i haven't dipped into winter beers yet or the mad elves or any of that shit i think i only have like one or two pumpkin beers so i'm like let me clear out all of these other ones before i start diving into getting all the winter shit yeah, I have like two of the Creek Fest beers left. I have two of the nitros, and I think that's all of my pumpkin beer that I have left. So yeah. after that, it's my winter beers and a fuckload of leftover victories. So, are you like me? Uh, what, by the time like Halloween is over and we're rolling into Thanksgiving, are you like done with pumpkin beer? Like you had it, you're good with it, or do you kind of like still want to go back to it every once in a while? I mean, I could still have it, and I wouldn't be like, "Oh, this is best to Halloween. Why would I drink a pumpkin beer?" Like, it's still a fall festive beer, but it, it feels like less of a go-to at this point. Yeah. Plus, for, like, the last half of the month, a month and a half, that's what I've been drinking on the Power Hour. So, I'm like, eh, I've had my fill. I've, I went through, like, six different kinds or whatever. So Yeah. Um, 
when are you going to start breaking into the winter stuff? Probably, I would say like mid-November-ish. So, in a week. I guess okay. we're recording on the 9th. So, <laughs> so next week when we're, we're recording? Yeah, that's when I'll break it out. That's when the first man out for the season will be drunk. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, um, what do we have from our awesome Patreons? And once again, before Jim does the spiel, I want to say... Thank you all very much, everyone who has supported us. And please make sure, if you are supporting us, get your questions in. We love to answer them. And, you know, it's something we just, an easy way of saying thank you to you guys. Yeah. And before we go into it quick, uh, one of our Twitter buddies, and he's a patron too, but uh, his name's John Rue. He's the Retro Room on Twitter. He just found out today he has a collapsed lung. So he's in rough shape right now. So just want to send some good vibes out to him. Hope he recovers soon. Hope it isn't anything more serious than that. So, dude, get better. Seriously. Yeah, for real. So, we're thinking of you, bud. But moving on from that, Patreon.com/slash Drink a Beer Play Game, where for as little as two dollars a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every one of these Power Hour podcasts. And also a quick shout out to our newest patron. God damn it! I just had this up. <laughs> Fuck me and my lack of preparation, John Perkins. Thank you, John, for signing up. Thank you, bud. Yeah, but uh, one question this week. I didn't put out the reminder for people to get questions in, so it was up for a week and a half. They had their time. From I, want ev- G- I, w- I want everyone who is a Patreon on Twitter to just do hashtag damn it, Jim. Look, I put this goddamn post up a week and a half ago. <clears throat> they can check Patreon I- anytime. They get their email notifications. E- I will also accept hashtag blub blub. Have to, have to glad hand these people. <laughs> For their benefits. <laughs> Where, Jim? <laughs> From G to the next level. Jim often talks about how much he hates RPGs, which, shame Jim, no. So, Brian, what is a genre of gaming that you can't particularly stand, and why? Ooh, a whole genre that I can't particularly stand. Um, Damn. I keep, like, going through in my mind. I was going to say point and click, but then I like the Telltale games. I was going to say... Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> Strictly uh, to piss here. Jim off, I'm just going to say pinball games. Because, why are you doing it? Like, just go and play on a pinball table, because it's so much more fun than playing the digital Jim, shut the fuck up. I see you opening your it, mouth it, like you want a dick in it. It's so, so easy to just so, bring a pinball table home. That's not so the point. So simple. Jim, that's like playing virtual darts or virtual pool. Yeah, I might not be able to do it at my house, but I don't need it so bad that I want to play it. Like For, for me personally, I know there's a lot of people that love uh, digital pinball. I love the feel, the sounds, the everything of a pinball machine. And I'm one of those people. If I go to a bar and Jim's been with me, I've been with him. Like, yeah. I gravitate and want to go do that because I have so much more fun. No, there no, no. Is... It's definitely better in person. Fine. And there's no replication whatsoever. And there's no amount of enjoyment I'm getting from just the digital version because it just takes away. It makes me want to actually play a pinball machine. So... Yeah, virtual pinball games. That's it. All right, fair enough. Yeah, but better, better than Jim, just who doesn't like story. 
I don't have to go into it this time. But <laughs> thank you, G. Uh, and once again, thank you, everyone. Thank you to all of our patrons. Seriously, we appreciate it so much. Yeah. And I'll try to remember to put the goddamn reminder up goddamn next time. Gosh. Hashtag damn it, Jim, or hashtag blub blub. Hashtag forgetful little patrons. That's what the goddamn <laughs> hashtag should be. Jim, don't patronize, don't patronize our patrons. Oh, I'll patronize. <laughs> so the next one, I'm gonna. Did you put this up here, or did someone throw this your way? So this actually came about. So like one of the daily game posts I put up was like Assassin's Creed was like a series that I've just never touched. Like I have like maybe two or three of the games, but that's like the biggest franchise that I missed. So talking back and forth with like Kit and some other people, it was like. Hey, you should talk about like biggest games you've missed from like every generation. So hmm. considering we don't have a lot of questions to go through, I thought this would be a nice little supplement. Okay. I'm going to let you go first. I assume you've thought about it a little bit. Yeah, Brian, you would assume such things. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Have you not thought about this? All right, well, let, well let's go through. I haven't put just... a ton of thought, but I can, do, I can get through it. Yeah, so instead of even generate, I mean, we can keep it a generation, but let's start off, just say NES. We don't have to go any further back. Okay, NES. Never played a Dragon Quest. Uh, does it count that I've started but didn't finish the first one? I eh. would I would, ca I would say the same. Like, I never, I, I played a little bit of the first one, turned it off after maybe an hour or two. And that was my experience with Dragon Quest. Never got into it. All right. So then, 16-bit era. Right, you're not going to do the master system? No, I am not, Jim. Because <laughs> you would have to say the whole thing? Mm-hmm. That's right. And also, I'm so ignorant to the master system. Nate, what's the biggest series or franchise? Um, it would either be Fantasy Star or Wonder Boy. Like, one of them, probably. Yeah, see, I and other than Fantasy Star for the um, Genesis, I didn't even yeah. know it was on the Master System. So there you go. That's where it started. Damn it, Jim. All right, so yeah, so 16-bit, what are you going with? Well, let's, I guess we could even break that down to Super NES and Genesis. I mean, you, Genesis. Yeah. I would hope there's not much you haven't played. Really, there hasn't, but the, mine for Genesis will be surprising. And it also kind of extends a little bit into the Master System, but I've never really played an OutRun game for more than, like, a very short amount of time. Like, I played the arcade game with too many games for, like, five minutes when we were there, mm -hmm. and I've dabbled with the Master System port, but it's not a great port. But besides that, like, I haven't played any of the Genesis-era ones, and, yeah, I've, I don't have the, like, 2006 or Coast to Coast or OutRun 2 or any of them, so, yeah, that's probably, like, the biggest Genesis series that I missed out on. Well, I'm gonna copy your answer once again for Jesus that. Christ. Because I, well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, unlike you, like, I've played a lot, and you're hitting on ones I haven't. Now, Super NES, I can keep it super easy for me because, uh, I'm just gonna just blindly say Kirby stuff. Okay. I've talked about how I never got into Kirby, and I could have technically said that for the NES. Was there even more than one game for the Super NES for Kirby? Kirby had a couple. On the Super NES? Yeah. Yeah. Never touched them. All right. Um, I will say for Super NES, I'll say Actraiser. I never really played either of the two of them. Don't you... <laughs> excuse me. I Don't do own the one. Own... I haven't gotten around to it yet. 
that's that's a good reoccurring theme for Jim. Yeah, the bad, the bad, the bad, the bad. I'll get around to it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Um. All right. So N sixty four. Ooh. Um. What's the biggest? Oh, okay, okay. I can do this. Um. N sixty four era. I've never played like I'm going to consider it its own little series, but like the 3D Bomberman games. So like Bomberman 64, Bomberman Heroes. I have the Japanese only Bomberman 64, but that's like an old school Bomberman and a bunch of mini games. So I don't count that in that like series for the N64. So that would be mine there. All right. So for me, it's actually two probably very surprising ones. Um, first, didn't play either of the Castlevania games for 64. I did not either. That could have been one. Um, and once again, I've only played through a little bit of Ocarina of Time, never beat it, and I never did Majora's Mask. So I have, I mean, also N64 for me, my library was never more than 10 games, and they were always usually wrestling games or like randomly Turok and like just random shit like Goldeneye or, or Mario Kart, but. I never had a big library because I was more PlayStation oriented. So yeah, those two are the biggest ones I can think of that never really got to. It's not like I didn't want to. I just still to this day, even other than you, like if I wanted to play the Zelda games, I would just come to you for those. But Castlevania, I'm not going to go out of my way because they don't look like they're particularly good anyway. Yeah. Like I hear the second one improved on a lot of stuff, but yeah, I'm not going out of my way to get either of them either. Yeah. PlayStation, whew. even though I had a, hu- a lot of games, there's a shit ton I missed. And my easiest oh, yeah. answer is insert any major JRPG, like actually Final Fantasy. Uh, the you know, uh, fuck, I always screw it up. Seven, it's eight, fine. nine. Yeah, Tactics. seven. I because every kid who played PlayStation and got the Game Informers or or what was the big game magazine back in the day? Not Game Informer. Um, like, uh, EGM. Probably, yeah. But, like, all seeing all the posters, Sky with his giant sword, I was like, I need to play that game. Didn't get it. Didn't like it. I've rented it, and I was like, okay, I'm done. So I never followed through and played any more Final Fantasy on that system. Okay. Uh, yeah, once again, like you, there's a shocker. I didn't really play a lot of the RPGs on there. Uh, I did play a couple hours of 7, so I can't include that, but... I mean, you could go with, like, the random, like, Sui Codins or the Alondras and shit like that. But I'll keep it a little more basic, and this could have crossed over at the N64, too. I've never played an Army Man game. Really? Oh, dude. You yeah. especially. I feel like you would like... I love... I don't... I know I did the first two. I don't... I forget how many there were after that, but there's I a There was a shitload of them. Because also, I was a giant fan of... The, the legit army men when i was a kid like i would oh so was i yeah i set up entire battlefields in my living room and of course melted i don't know how many with my microscope in the backyard but dude those games are so fun we should do the do reviews on those gems so you can enjoy it we should i have i have 3d once again but that's like that was a dollar goodwill find but never got around to it so yeah great game so uh, Dreamcast, I guess, would be next. Or are we going to do Saturn? I've I don't own, <laughs> never owned a Saturn. Saturn, everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Saturn, I mean, all. 
Yeah, yeah. I other I've emulated like two things, and it's a bitch to emulate. So, and I never knew anyone who had one. But that that is one I've said between us. I do want to get that system and buy some specific games for. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, Saturn would be cool, but like we said, last thing in the world I need. And honestly, even Dreamcast is going to be tough because between the two of us, I I'm the one who had it, but. I wasn't putting out tons of money. I think I, I maxed out at like 15 games for it at any given time. So that's another one. Most major series, I'm going to say, I didn't really touch. Like, yeah. I mean, it's here. weird because you and I obviously were same age. I feel like even though PS2 is probably the console I have, the second most amount of games next to 360, um... That and, like, GameCube. Like, GameCube, I didn't touch shit for. Like, you've seen my collection. That's, like, seven games. And I only got GameCube, really, because of Resident Evil Remake. Right. So, other than the Resident Evil games, that one really fun Godzilla game, uh, obviously Melee, I didn't do a lot of GameCube games. Um, So, I could throw Zelda in that as well. For PS2, Jesus Christ, I, I forget how big that library is, what the number is. Um, that's another one. I'll stick to, like, horror franchises. I never touch the Siren games. Because okay. I think that's a at least two or three game series. But, yeah, never touch those. All right. Uh, yeah, Dreamcast I'll skip because there's way too many things I never touched on that, like you said. Uh, GameCube. I never played a Super Monkey Ball, any of them. Don't that was one that like one? started. What's that? <clears throat> I thought you had a Super Monkey Ball. I have the case for a Super Monkey Ball, and then when I got home from Goodwill, I opened it up and it was Mario Party <laughs> Six, right. which I already had. So that's I right. Have the case. I don't have the game. Here's all right. Here's a surprising thing. I've never owned or played more than maybe I think once or twice with you. Any any Mario Party game. Oh wow. <clears throat> like every friend I've had growing up, Mario Party was never a thing because they were kind of always like, it's just board games playing virtually. And I know there's more to it than that. But so we would always do Mario Kart, Smash, or Goldeneye. So, like, yeah, Mario Party was never a thing with people I knew until I met you. Yeah, it depended on the friend group that I was hanging out with. Like, some of them had Mario Party and liked it, some of them never touched it. So, yeah. Um,. Okay, so GameCube, I did mine. PS2, uh, I guess, again, easy answer with RPGs would be the whole, like, Dot .hack series. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember back in the day I wanted to get them because they looked cool and they had, like, almost, like, full anime movies or, like, half-hour movies that came with the games, but never got around to getting them, and they are expensive now. So, yeah, yeah, that's one I regret not digging into back in the day. Okay. And original Xbox, too, fucking too many to name there for me because I didn't own one Ooh. until a couple years ago. So I'll just go with any of the Forza games. Never played any. Forza, excuse me, Forza is a good series. I don't know. Like, I actually have a solid library of X original Xbox games. The problem is, outside of a few of their uh, first parties, I probably played all the major franchises for PS2 at the time. So... I can't even think of one for that. Now, I will dive right into PS3 and say, um, does it count that I never touched any of the Dark Souls or Demon Souls games? Started Although, then. 
Yeah, you, like play, you played Bloodborne I, though. I know I I have played Bloodborne, so I consider that this gen. And I have since played uh, Dark Souls, Dark Souls or Dark Dark Souls Two, but on the PS4, like the remastered. So does mm. it count that I skipped the whole generation of never touching it? No, I think I think you've I think you've what do you call it? You've had too many. Too many jerks, but not no completion. But too many jerks. Damn, damn, okay, then for PS3, I damn it, Jim. Um, it's cheating. For PS3, I'm gonna say uh, a game that I actually have. It uh, what what the hell is it called? The um, what's the one where the game is Shadow of the Colossus? Oh, okay. That was more I a PS2 game, but it got a remaster. Okay, well that and Oni and the other game like the Last whatever I, I have those I have those games, but this is one of the few games I have. I still haven't opened and I've always been like, Oh, I can't wait to play it. Never even opened it. Alright. Uh from that from that generation, I have an easy one. Uh never played any Saints Row games. Oh dude, you you of all people would love this it's goofy three and four look fun as shit like one and two are just like gta ripoff so i really have like no interest but like three and four look fun so i got one and two over the years from xbox gold games either free or like one of those random like they were a dollar or two dollars so i have every single saint tro game three is the one i've played through all the way including the dlc and it's one of those very underrated it's and it is so up your alley that I think you would love it more than you should. All right, fair enough. And what do you call it for 360? I already said Assassin's Creed earlier would spawn this, but I'll throw another one in there. Uh, oh wait, no, I did play some. Fuck, I was going to say Far Cry, but I did borrow Primal off you and put a couple hours into that. So yep. guess I can't do that. Well, you can say Far Cry because Primal is strictly new generation. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, all the like the original Far Cries. Another, I never played one or two, but I played three, Primal, and four, and I have five. I mean, I have all those games. They're another one. I'm kind of pissed. Did you ever get into a uh, a franchise and start at a later game and get kind of pissed off you didn't get into it earlier? Uh, that's actually a good question. I don't know how many games I've, like... Because I'm, like, kind of you in that sense where I try to dig in from the beginning. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse. So... Shit, yeah, you know what? I mean, I guess I could probably say, like, Mario, since 64 was the first one I owned. But... Okay, so, yeah, you had a lot of... Ba- yeah, and since you didn't grow up with a Super NES... Um, or, or an NES, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't have it. You missed it, so... Like, I, I guess... A lot of people today, I think of like a kid growing up and maybe trying Resident Evil 7 and realizing, oh, there's other games or uh, late later Mega Man or like whatever. Um, but Far Cry and Saint Row, you name both of those. Those are two I'm like, God damn, I played these and I was like, shit, I wish I had played them back in the day, like started with the originals. It, it And Assassin's Creed, it's funny you started with that. I love the idea of the games. I went back, I played through the first one, and it felt like I was pulling teeth. Like, our buddy Yerzak used to try and get me to play that game. He loved the shit out of it. And 
I, it just it just isn't for me. Like I went through it with this intent of I'm gonna play through all of them that I have because I have like I don't know six or seven of them, and I start I beat one. I was like, okay, it's done. Decent story, gameplay is whatever. And then I started two, and I was like, I can't do this again. Not for another, like, 12, 15, or whatever, however many hours. I was like, nope. Me with Uncharted. But but that's what pisses me off, is I do see other Assassin's Creed that I'm like, I'm sure it does get better, but there's that weird OCD thing that you and I have where I don't want to just skip to, like, Odyssey or the newest one. Like, I want to play through all of them to know where I got to. And I'm sure you're, like, itching to play Valhalla, too. That's, like, that's your thing. Yeah. Well, Odyssey, I, I mean, I'm a freak for Greek mythology, too. Like, that was one of the things, as a kid, I, I gravitated towards. So right. the Origins looks really good. But, yeah, unfortunately, I uh, I don't know if I'm, I can just make the leap to those. So. All right. And uh, I guess uh, current gen, tail end of this current gen, last gen now? A week from uh, now, it will as be. of this recording. When do, when do those systems? Because I thought they come out I, in December. I think I think they're supposed to be. I thought like the Xbox was supposed to be shipping next week. We're recording this on the ninth. It's it's it's. Possible. But like it's all these stories now of all the orders getting delayed and all the back orders and shit like that. So yeah, I, I don't know when it's actually going to be in people's hands, but I think it's supposed to be next week. <clears throat> all right, so this gen. Well, you don't have PS4, so it'd probably be anything for that. I mean, I could easily say, like, all the Souls games that came out, because I've never touched any of them. Especially th- Bloodborne or Sekiro or, like, Dark Souls 3. But that was, like, the big one from this gen. Um, I haven't touched any new gen Uncharted games, if that counts. Uh, for Xbox One... Huh. What 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 series does it even have? Like I've, I've yeah. I've, I've, I already said Forza. Forza. I've played enough I've, Halos. I've played Forza. I have played enough Halo. I haven't played any new gen Halos, so if that counts. Uh, I mean, I haven't touched a Gears of War since the first one, so maybe that. Yeah, yeah. Xbox is always kind of hurt. Actually, you know what's interesting? You haven't touched a new Fallout since New Vegas. No, I have not. So, your new-gen games could be Fallout. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's only two of them, but I could still say that. And, yeah. Yeah, so... Damn, I don't know. New-gen, I, I really can't think of anything uh, except for, like Jim said, new newest-gen Halo. I've played all the old ones, but, yeah, new-gen I haven't touched. I haven't touched that, so... That's a, that's a good question. It is interesting. Um. Uh. Oh, Bri, we <clears throat> we forgot we we you and Switch, Bri. No, we didn't. We just skipped over them. Cause who cares? Right. Because you can. Because you can just buy that shit for the fifth or sixth time on the on the Nintendo on Switch shop. for full price. Uh huh. Yeah. So I'll skip over those those duds. Jim, you of all people who always say things just because people buy them and they're popular don't make them good. So you can't use numbers because then you're being hypocritical. (laughs) I I believe I've said before what do you call it? What do you call it? People gravitate towards what do you call it? 
people that things that are good people gravitate towards kind of like why we're not famous (laughs) (laughs) well not with that negative attitude yeah not being real but i mean the weed obviously has its problems with its library but 100 million grandmas can't be wrong can they just we now the wii u the wii u is is still one i don't understand why you die on that shield for that but if every (sighs) single game was imported to the switch at this point it would be a very underrated system but because of that it's a nice wii player so i the the and i even if i want to agree with your what your sentence problem is it started with if because we can't live in hypotheticals because you can do that with anything you can be like yeah but the but you know xbox is better than the playstation if that did that did that like you could you could do that argument for anything so drop the if we know you know what the wii u is you know you've overpaid for it at this point even though you got it like third hand <laughs> Did not overpay. I got a lot of accessories with it, but you overpaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still Jim, a damn, I, still a damn fine little box for playing that games. That might even be on our very first podcast episode. It, it's one of the first ones. It, it was early. It was early when I got yeah, that because it was one of the ones where I would be playing whatever the latest Call of Duty was while we would be talking. But I remember arguing with you about this. Yeah, I'd be sitting there playing like Hyrule Warriors or something. No, you weren't. You would be playing Call of Duty and doing terrible because we have the footage. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Jim, numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie, Bri. It's the hell I have to die on. No, good. <clears throat> I really do like that question. It is interesting. Um, and I'm sure if we thought a little deeper, we could bang out some but i'm sure we've disappointed enough people by saying some of the games we haven't played yes if it's a jrpg (sighs) chances are we haven't touched it but jim i do want to throw it out here speaking of disappointment this article you threw out there from the verge i'm curious if this disappoints you or not okay before uh, i'll save it until we get into it so from The Verge, the story is Control. It was like one of the most critically acclaimed games of 2019. God, Game of the Year awards <laughs> out the ass was on tops of a ton of lists. It's come to the Switch. Very cool. The problem is, the Switch is not strong enough to run it. Obviously. So they are making a concession for that. And it's basically going to be a streaming version. So you're going to pay basically for a license... But you're going to be paying for it being streamed from, like, its central server to your Switch while never actually having it downloaded to it. So, um, this combines, I think, we've talked about this many times. There's a lot of people that fear that cloud-based gaming is the way many things are going to be going. And we've talked about, like, how the Switch would not, from its inherent hardware probably couldn't run newer gen games if it was trying to truly compete with the the well as we've called it the last gen and the only way they could achieve this was with cloud based because i remember that being a thing we talked about way back when i forget what game it was that it was were... it was resident evil 7 it was japan that's why yep that's why i'm not totally surprised by this because we talked about this before 
So way back in like the teens, I think, we talked about how Resident Evil 7 was coming to the Switch only in Japan, and it was only being streamed to the Switch, or kind of like the way this is. But I think that's the, the surprise is <clears throat> a lot of things float over our head when we say it's Japan only. And we said, that's weird, but it may, like, even then I can remember making this argument. It makes sense. It's something people have to get on board with. Nintendo, f- I, I don't know what it is. They just can't seem to make their hardware compatible with third-party current-gen games. Like, as we're entering in the next-gen, I don't know what the next planned Nintendo console is or how far out it is. It could come out two years after these next PS5 and Xbox Series X, and it still won't be able to run the games the same way. Cloud-based is an easy way. What I'm afraid of is how horrific they've been with all their online stuff. Yeah, they're normally bad with their online, and in order to play it, you actually have to test that you have an internet connection that's strong enough to support it for like five minutes. Oh. And you also have to buy an access pass, which is 40 bucks. I don't know if that's on top of the price of the game. And yeah, any interruption to the connection, you'll be disconnected. So there's like absolutely no, you know, Ooh. offline play with it, with your investment here. That, I mean, at that point, I would hope any Switch player would, any Switch owner would just say, I'll either play it on another console if I want that bad, or at that point, just that is where you cut cords and say, I'm going to a PC. Yeah, I mean, like, it's already it's already been out on PC, PS4, Xbox One, so you have options. I'm sure it'll be cheaper on them. Unless you only have a Switch and you really, really, really want to play <clears throat> Control, I don't see any reason to bother. I mean, Control is one of those games you're going to get the full advantage if you can run it at its optimal settings. And even with an amazing internet connection you're probably not running it at optimal use. So what's really the point here? I I think this is like going to be what Nintendo just starts doing more and more. And I think with the current gen games our third party, this is their answer for how, like this is giving you the blueprint of how you're going to expect most gaming to be handled from Nintendo standpoint. If it's not their first party titles or something easy enough to run. Right. Yeah, which makes sense. So people, cl- I, I'm gonna guess this will probably be their like litmus test to see if they have to, if they're gonna bother doing this with more big name games from the generations. But yeah, it's the only way you're ever gonna be playing any cross platform games on here. So I don't know, man. There's also a weird thing. So you and I have talked since we've been kids. Like you know, you were a basically a one console, and most of our friends were a one console household right uh, the, i was a unique situation where my parents allowed my brother to get his sega i got my super nes yeah rich um, kids <laughs> i would definitely not say rich but i look at most people today and how quickly these like consoles drop prices i feel like it's very rare you see a, just a one console household anymore so I feel like if you really want to play a game like Control or any current-gen game, you could get an Xbox or PS equivalent at a dirt cheap price and also have your Switch. So I feel like the need to just rely on a Switch is kind of going out the window the same way as just, you know, 
worrying about can the Switch get it at all? Like, why try to go through all this trouble? Nintendo, can you just first bring a goddamn competent network so your friggin' players can talk to each other? So they don't gotta use Discord or whatever the fuck they've been using? Like, do that. Stop worrying about doing cloud-based gaming. Leave that to... I wonder how many people actually use the, like, talking app that was, like, integrated with the Switch that you have to have a phone app for or whatever. Yeah, like, I I would be very... I guarantee you it's probably massive in Japan. But here in the States, I, I, I mean, I never know. Where so, everyone just says fucking and just uses Discord like normal people. Yeah, I that is something I would... Actually, I'm going to write that down because I do want to know what that's going to be. <laughs> is this used ever? <laughs> but yeah, now it's a very interesting, and I'm, I'm sure... Uh, they haven't mentioned anything, have they, about a newer Nintendo console? There's been, like, rumblings of, like, a Switch 2 or a Switch Pro, but nothing ever, like, concrete. Nothing ever be like, oh, this is coming out in a year or two. Well, here's the deal. They've almost kind of uh, pigeonholed themselves by making the Switch. The One of the best things about it that we've said many times is its portability and right. the ability to play wherever. They better make the next console just as portable. If they go back to, like, a just dedicate it, I think they're going to be a little fucked. Like, so they kind of have to stick with that. You know, and I know no matter what, they, they're just going to say, new Mario, new Zelda, new Metroid, everyone will buy them. But it will take a sharp decline in numbers if they don't make it just as portable. Yeah, I mean, we already saw with the Switch Lite, they've already been like, they're definitely committed to the portable part of it. But, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's sold 70-some million units in three years, so not like, it, not like it's been a bad decision with how they did it, so just just keep at it. Just make it a little stronger. I don't know how. Maybe make a little, take a little hit on the, uh, on the hardware, you know, side of things and actually put some software on there people want to buy. I think they just need to drop their, their, uh, other portables and just make it all one console at this point they already did they discontinued the 3ds you don't think there's any chance they're going to try and bring back that like no. moving forward there, there's no point completely... to well no I, I know there's no point to but nintendo's done a lot of things that there doesn't seem to be points to and they do it that's true but i don't know i think that that the switch is doing so well that they're just going to consolidate all the attention to that because you, they already they always dominate the handheld market which they have at the switch they always they depending on the console do well at the hard the console market so they have that with the switch why yeah. why fuck with it why does nintendo do most things jim why did they try and sell cardboard to people i don't know <laughs> I don't, you stumped me on that one i was like well, cardboard like my brain just shorted out a little bit <laughs> the labo shit oh Hey, it's, it's, what do you call it? It's for the kids and the fun and the family and the happy fun times. Cardboard. <laughs> it's cardboard. It's fancy cardboard. That's all it is. <laughs> all right. So, ah, this next one really gets me. I'm going to let you explain it because I read through it and <clears throat> I feel like you'll, 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 you'll be a little softer and at least in introducing what it is. Alright, so, there's a movie that's in the works, and it's from, I gotta make sure I'm right, 
Yeah, yeah. Right, when I think video games, the first word that comes to me is BuzzFeed. And BuzzFeed now has a movie studio. And this is going to be a new movie from BuzzFeed Studios about Gamergate. Announced in 2020 about that <sighs> swept the nation, swept the world movement known as Gamergate from 2014 that pissed everyone off. Jesus Christ. Starring your favorite, Ellen Page. Well, and... we know she's your favorite for all the wrong reasons. Hey, she was cute in Juno, but she aged like... Oof. The years, it was a rough decade on the poor girl. And whoever Paris Barilek is. And directed by Kyle Newman. I have no idea who this guy is. But it's going to be in the vein of Pitch Perfect, but set in the world of esports. Okay. Right. The story centers on a female gamer named Vivian Lee, who quits her college esports team rather than put up with sexism from her male counterparts. But with her scholarship on the line, she's forced to assemble a varsity-caliber all-women's team that can compete with the boys. <laughs> oh my god. So I... with the help of an enigmatic coach who returns to the spotlight after her own Gamergate scandal, the young woman recruits an unlikely crew of unskilled misfits to kick some serious gamer butt. Okay. Um, I mean, it reads like a terrible 80s sports movie or early 90s like the little giants or bad news bears but for esports and it's it's gonna be covered in the shit that annoys everyone except for the very small minority of very vocal people on twitter and especially who buzzfeed will retweet which is gonna be it's just gonna be it's gonna be a terrible goddamn movie it's gonna be filled with so many cringeworthy over-exaggerated situations. But here's the deal. Number one, who the fuck is going to college on a scholarship based on their eSports ability? Because, to my knowledge, I know eSports is a thing in other countries. You ain't getting into any universities based on your goddamn scores in Halo. That's still not a thing. So they're going to create that world where, obviously, eSports is the biggest thing in the world. And I can already see the team they're going to have to go against in my mind of all dudes, of the atypical douchey chads that they're going to present on the other team and the things they'll say to them and da-da-da-da-da. Like, it's already unfolding in my mind as how terrible it's going to be. And the very first thing when anyone complains about how terrible of a movie it's going to be, the first thing they're just going to be called is, oh, they're being yeah, sexist. Just a sexist. Yeah, it's... You and your fucking cocks don't want us to fucking <laughs> make our movie. It's like... I could almost buy it if they didn't have to tie in that weird, like, Gamergate thing. Because, okay, outside of anyone who... And I'm someone who's obviously, because of Jim and everything we follow, I know a little bit about. But most people, you if you said the word Gamergate, they'd have no fucking idea what you're talking about or what it really means. So, why are you trying to make this so important, dude? Like, this is just going to be dog shit. Like, it's just a terrible idea. And, yeah, Ellen Page, it's funny because, yeah, <laughs> Jim loved her for a while. And she was always annoying to me. And then when that whole shit came down with uh, Last of Us and her saying, like, the character representation and she was against the game. And then she made that game with her actual likeness that I didn't think got any play. Do you remember? What oh, what was that? Remember me? Something, something like that. Like that. 
Um, it's just, uh, you know, when they look back at, <clears throat> call it whatever decade, what, like when they're saying like this decade, there were so many crazy tropes of the dumb blonde or sexism or this or that. This is going to be the decade of t like t 10, 20 years from now of like, oh, wow, this is that trope of like extreme feminism just portrayed in the wrong way that annoyed the shit out of everyone because that's not how it should be portrayed so i think it's just a terrible decision and i can't wait till you're dragged to have to say it from your wife jim oh no she'll have no interest in watching a gamer movie <laughs> thank god okay so the newman guy he's best known for fanboys which it was a cute movie it was fine so did you ever see that no all right, the movie about the Star Wars fans taking a road trip to see Episode One for their dying friend. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I do know what it's about. I just I never saw it. Okay, yeah, it was a cute movie. It was fine. It was it was all right. So, but for oh, Jesus Christ, why the fuck are you making a movie about with Gamergate overtones in twenty goddamn twenty? Everyone, everyone in the goddamn world was sick of Gamergate when Gamergate already had its pop culture cringe crossover moment. If you've never seen the episode of Law & Order SVU, the Gamergate episode, for the love of God, track it down and watch it to listen to Ice-T as a cop talk about the dark web and shit like that. Like, you can't have, like, a lighthearted comedy with fucking, for one, with fucking Gamergate involved. Because if you want it to be true Gamergate culture thrown in there outside of guys, it's just going to be guys making period jokes. And then Ellen Page's character is the old coach, and she's going to be like, everyone just called me a whore and said I wasn't a gamer. Like, yep. you're not, like, it's it's a terrible backdrop for an idea. Like, you either you either go all in for purely what Gamergate was going on, like, you need mm -hmm. your Sargon of Akkad characters and shit like that, or you just don't fucking do it, and you're making another lame, lazy, girl power movie, which, fine. Like, I don't care. I didn't hate the new Ghostbusters, even though everyone else blew it out of proportion. Like, just go that route and make it a lazy girl power movie. Fun, Jim, fun, I'm going to interrupt you gamers. for one second. I know for a fact your wife forced you to watch that because I know there's not a god. You're not allowed to watch so many things or you don't get the time to watch. And I know you would have never went out of your way to watch that if it wasn't for your wife. No, it wasn't for my wife. It was for my nieces. They liked the movie. They wanted to watch it when we were on family vacation. So I was like, all right, I'll sit through this. And I was like, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So how drunk like, were you? I wasn't. I don't think I was really that drunk at all. I don't believe you. No, I mean, it, no, I mean, it's, it's not a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Like Ghostbusters 2016 is not a good movie, but it's not the dog shit. You raped my childhood that like all the fucking nerds were crying about four years ago. And you know what? You killed my childhood. Shut the fuck up and grow up i'm so ah but it's it's not for you shut the fuck up but why the fuck are you digging up gamergate again like what are you gonna have like because you know there's gonna be the anita sarkeesian cameo mm -hmm. and you know she's gonna get another goddamn paycheck and we're gonna have to pretend that people have to care about her again and just all these old fucking skeletons that everyone stopped caring about finally it's all gonna get dug back up again Zoe i just Quinn. hope you got it bombs i hope they got it bombs for the love of God, just let the fucking movie bomb. Movie theaters aren't a thing anymore, so it's. I guess there's less risk involved. 
so to release shit like this. So it's going to come out. Jim, it's going to be like a week long controversy on Twitter that I'm going to have to see because I'm the fucking Twitter guy. Yep. And, and then you'll to... post it, and then we'll have to talk about it because that's my point. Have to... It will bot like video game movies in general, especially newer ones. Ready Player One, I don't even count because like yeah, it's Spielberg. It, it and it was a great book. Like that was a, actually a good movie. But, like, most video game movies usually bomb, even if it's a good-ass franchise or something. And, like you're saying, you're dredging up this weird, like, if you wanted to do an eSports all-girl team, like, every sports movie, and it's the underdogs and they're coming back and win, that would have been fine. But why does it have to have that umbrella of the fucking Gamergate? Because what it they're, they're just teeing it up. You're not going to explain it to normies. Like, fucking mm-hmm. gamers aren't going to watch it. You're going to want to have normies fucking watch it for, you know, the the girl power fucking aesthetic with that all these movies do. Are you going to explain what Gamergate come from? Are you going to explain fucking Zoe Quinn fucking five reviewers or something like that? And then the, the blow up from her ex and then the blow up on the Internet and everything that came from it? Is that what you're going to do? No, they'll they'll broad brush it of their opinion of what Gamergate was. Gamers and- were really thick in 2014. And they all tried to rate me, and now this is my movie. Yeah, but it's but it's lighthearted. It's fun. It's just, it's a terrible look, and it's one of those. What they're setting up for is like a lot of these movies. Uh, when they, for whatever reason, when they made that third or second remake of Black Christmas, and it got dog shit reviews because the original was great, the second one was okay, third one was unnecessary, but. The initial thing, just like the Ghostbusters remake, well, the only reason everyone hates this is because people are sexist. And they're setting up that, they're setting up that idea. I will bet you dollars to donuts. That is the number one thing you see tweeted. Well, the only reason it didn't succeed is because of, like, Amy Schumer and her shitty specials. Like, it didn't succeed because of alt-right trolls. No, it's because you're not funny. Like, that's all there is to that. And... That's what this movie is going to set up. It's just going to establish that. Digit- like, you, you just can't fucking... Don't make a Pitch Perfect movie set in Gamergate. It doesn't fucking work. It doesn't. Pitch Perfect's a good movie. Just make a Pitch Perfect with your stupid made-up esports scholarship fucking story. That's fine. It's dumb, but it's fine. The fuck are you throwing Gamergate in? Listen, the only way they can salvage this movie if, is if the coach of an esports team on the guy side is Rick Moranis. You do that, and I'll be sold. But Brian's going to have to be sexist Rick Moranis. I don't want to see uh, evil sexist Rick Moranis. I want to see his full range, all right? (laughs) He has one range, and it's cute and adorable. That's his range. Exactly. He's been out. He's been in the shadows for a while, Jim. People are punching him in New York. I just want to see him get his due. Get his due by being a sexist in the game. <laughs> in the game pitch perfect. Game. Fine. He he's he's Ellen Page if she's the coach. That's her dad. How about that? that he's a good dad. That's guy. what he will be. That's that's the perfect role for him. That's what I want to say. Alright, fine. Good. Rick Moranis' return redemption. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Man is a treasure. <laughs> you know I love me some Rick Moranis. Everyone loves Rick Moranis. No one doesn't not love Rick Moranis, I guess except the guy that punched him. Yeah. But. I mean, the little giant opposing team, Ed O'Neill didn't like him. I'm just saying. I mean, you got a point, you got a point. 
<laughs> Fuck, wasn't he in that movie? What was it called? Big Bully? Was that uh, of him? course, with Tom Arnold. With Tom Arnold, yeah. Of course. It's a great movie. I, I just wanted to make sure I had my right like little nerdy guy. It had to be Rick Moranis. He was the only yeah. one from that era. Come so. On. Yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, so, I mean, you could have made a perfectly fine movie, whatever, but you, then you just threw the cringe in for the sake of getting fucking headlines and rage from people like me. Jim, funny you said cringe. Because while that movie is drenched in it, oh, our your favorite site that we, we, we feature on here, most gamers will talk about Kotaku and their latest PS5 review written by... Oh, who's this fuck? Ian Walker. Whatever. He's he's one of like 10,000 Kotaku writers who have privated their account right now since this came out. Dude. Number one. All right. How do I put this? I don't know. I, I know. Actually, I know at your work you don't. But <clears throat> we have people at my work that send out these like uh, corporate-wide emails. And you, you can tell they spend a little too much time time trying to make it like cute and funny like instead of just like getting the message across they're creative and they want to show their creativity this fuck that is what that is one of my first problems with it other than the fact that it sounds like he was given very specific things of how to write this about how great the ps5 is ultimately um with some little jabs light-hearted jabs if you will but my god i don't even know how many pages because there's so many goddamn articles or uh ads in between this thing is freaking until it gets to the coup de gras it was a three thousand word essay that's ridiculous i just about the ps like what do you really need to talk about the ps5 for that much <sighs> jim you you let me hear your thoughts on it because Mine are very predictable. It's just... It's just ridiculous. It's so overbearing. It's so goddamn wordy. And it's just... Written. Look, Brian, there's, there's, there's one section that you know we have to talk about. Go on. It's the very end. So, the entire body of the... Here, okay, here's where I'm going to start with. I guess publications think gamers are retarded and we can't write. Because... They never hire gamers for their pages anymore. You can just tell that these are all journalism majors who tried to get into a more mainstream publication and failed. So they have to take their little artsy fucking words and all that stuff and put spaghetti all over the goddamn internet for these long-winded reviews. As I was reading this, I was like, okay... This review is annoying, but he's hitting the points, but he's being a little too fucking art school about it. Mm -hmm. Fine, I expect nothing less from Kotaku. Then you get to the bottom, where after he talks about everything about the PS5, he has to go with, but I'd be remiss to ignore all the reasons to not be excited for the PlayStation 5. Because, Brian, I don't know if you've heard of this thing, but the world is still reeling under the weight of the COVID-19 pandemic. There are more Americans out of work right now than at any point in the country's history. With no relief in sight, our healthcare system is an inherently evil institution that forces people to ration life-saving medications like insulin and choose suicide over suffering with untreated mental illness. As I'm writing this, 
it looks very likely that Joe Biden will be our next president. But it's clear that the worst people aren't going away. Just because a new old white man is sitting behind the resolute desk. <laughs> well, at least not this old white man. Our government is fundamentally broken in a way that necessitates radical change rather than incremental electoralism. The harsh truth that, for the reasons listed above and more, a lot of people simply won't be able to buy a PS5, regardless of supply. Or if they can, concerns over increasing austerity in the United States and the growing threat of widespread political violence supersede any enthusiasm about the console's solid-state drive or how ray tracing makes reflections more realistic. Let's say, to not you can't be excited for such things, as I certainly am on some level, but there are irrefutable levels of privilege attached to the ability to simply tune out of the world as it burns around you. Good night, sir. Um... Okay, so all I'll say is... Oh, God damn it! where'd it go? Hold on. Oh, Jesus Christ, it keeps going. All right, I'm not reading the rest. No, 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 don't read the rest, because you summed up, without doubt, the worst part. And here's the deal. I don't care who you are. You can agree, especially after the week we've had, the month, year, whatever. Everyone should be pretty goddamn tired of politics. And there are certain things that you go to... Where you say, alright, this this is relatively, like, I'm not going to have to deal with any political talk. A review of a PS5 in no way, shape, or form should have any kind of political message behind it. Other than, does it play well? How does it look? Is it affordable? That's really it. And this guy, as Jim said, he clearly was a failed author for some more reputable and legitimate source of news and this is where he's going to make his grandstand one of my favorite comments and i can't see it right now but the first comment you see is like some guy just basically saying like yup everything i want out of ps5 review politics and bantering basically like dude what what was his name again ian ian walker ian walker ian walker ian walker dude Get a life. Just do something better with your time. Uh, that's all I can say. You've made it. You're on Kotaku making this media article. And you made that stand and you changed everyone's mind. You're great. Just fucking knock it off. Drink a beer. Do something. Like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? I Like, he says he's an old white man, right? But does this... Like, I don't even know from his picture, from whatever. He looks like he's like 20. Like, what are you talking about? No, no, these art school dorks, they can be 20 or they can be 40. You can never tell. I don't know. I just... Uh... Like, and here's the thing. I don't care. If, if you want to talk politics, fine. I here's, here's what I'm really, really curious about. Did he just put this in his article or did Kotaku tell him... To throw something like this into the article to get rage clicks. And to get rage attention. That's the thing that I would love to know behind the scenes. Because I'm sure you give the same article to any Kotaku writer. And you say, hey, throw something about today's political climate in there. And they could all turn out the same thing, probably. If, you wanted to, if he did this on his own, for the love of God, it's not like... I, if you want, if you're in, super into politics, like, fine, cool, good. 
can we just get one, one little escape for once? It's, I get in politics is boring. I get, it's a crazy time right now. And if you want to talk about it, for the love of God, talk about it. But just let, let a PS5 review just be a PS5 review. Like, that should be enough to sell itself for the fucking article. But, or if you're going to write this article, grow a fucking pair and just mute the deluge of shit that's going to come to you on social media. You know what you're doing. It's like, it's like blocking someone and talking shit behind their back almost. Obviously, it's not that bad. But writing an article like this to get the reaction that you perfectly expected for you to go on fucking protected mode so you don't have to deal with the backlash. I'm sure people are being assholes and going over the line, blah, 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 blah. But I'm sure, like anything else, most of the criticism being thrown is why is this in there and even that you can't handle. And then his friends came and tried to make their little grandstands about, it's a shame we live in a world where people try to, you know, make an important statement, blah, 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 and then they get the same ratio, and then they go on private. And it's a fucking cycle where it's going to lead to more of the same goddamn stories again where gamers are all overly sensitive assholes, which one of my favorite bits is they are sometimes. But it's just, for the love of God, can we just get one thing that can just be neutral just for a second? Just give us something, one little respite, and then we can go back to whatever you want to talk about in the world today. Whatever the side of the fence you're on. I don't even care what side of the fence you're on. And even, he makes some perfectly fine points. Whatever. I just don't need another fucking PS5 review. Can I just get one second of rest from the goddamn shit? No. I I have my parents on Facebook, and then I have fucking, I have every single journalist on Twitter. And then I go on Instagram, and I just want to see some big titty bear girls at Instagram. And then they, they put a promoted political tweet or picture on there. And then I will just, just, just let me have my PS5 review for five minutes of peace. See, and- I, I just, you know what I want? I want? I want the equivalent of being able to go to the bathroom to take a break. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. Yeah. No, unfortunately, you, I mean, you hit it. And what you said at the beginning, I don't agree with, but then you kind of backtracked, which is, if you want to make a political statement, fine. I'm saying start a fucking blog. That, start a blog. That's my point. Make like, make your name on goddamn Kotaku and have your personal blog for that. And I'd just be really curious if Kotaku said throw this in there for the rage. I would, it could be a very smart marketing ploy for all. I, I would almost have been more okay if this dude was like. Um, I, I think the timing of this PS5 doesn't make sense for certain reasons, but we won't get into that here. If you want to read more, click here, and here's my personal blog. Or, or even say for the obvious reasons, or shit like that. But, like, yeah, like like you said, you, you no. don't need to, You don't need to add another thousand words about what's going on in the world. Anyone who's reading this article right now, they know. Yeah, like, and that's the point, is... The purpose of your article is to review a piece of hardware and X years down the line when someone may or may not, for whatever reason, have the knowledge of this. Like if I don't know shit of the politics that happened in the 80s, but for some reason, if I was looking up reviews of people in the time, I don't need to know from their fucking point of view. I just need to know, was it a good seller back in the day? Like, I don't give two shits outside of that. And like... There is a certain thing of being professional. Like, your job is your job. When celebrities catch shit for... I don't care what their celebrity status is. But 
they're just people who just happen to have social media things. When they get political, I kind of go like, I give them a break because at the end of the day, they are just people. But if you're and, that, and that's their account, that like they're they're exactly. being their own brand with that. Yeah, like that is where I say, I don't get why people shit on them. What gets me though is yeah, when you're like a uh, a sports broadcaster and all you talk about is football, but then you want to get political, don't do it off your don't do it off of that account. Do it on your person, like do it somewhere else. Like your job is your job. This guy's job was to review a PS5, not to fucking make a, you know, poli-sci article about his thoughts on why this is a thing of privilege. That's not the fucking point of the, the whole article. And like you said, it is very clever if it was meant to just get more eyes because he knew it was going to get rage and it was all planned. But then it seems like it couldn't have been that because if they're going down this line of blocking everyone or going in protected mode then they probably weren't expecting that backlash. So, I don't know, man. That This is just one of those, uh, yeah, let people have the break from everything else. There's a million other sources where they can read about all the evils of the world and all the political landscapes. We don't need to read it while we're just trying to find out, is this system any good? Leave that shit to others. You ain't smart enough. You can barely describe the PS5 that well. You're not describing world events any better. Just leave it alone. I just just get just give me just give it one break. Just if you're ta- if you're doing a hardware review, it doesn't need to be in a hardware review. That's all. Yep. Exactly. Like if you if like if it was a fucking game review that's a politically charged game, it would make perfect sense. And then you can throw your diatribe in there. That's fine. But even he says it himself, he's fucking jumping from ray tracing into the fucking COVID. Like, yeah. for fuck's sake. Here's the deal. If the article is listed, why the PS5 is a form of privilege, then none of us are clipping. Fine! Yeah, none of us are clicking on it, and none of, we're going to say, oh, Christ, this is what that's going to become. But it, it really, uh, it blue balls you into thinking you're going to get just a legit PS5 review. I, so, yeah, it's... I, Jim, you made this gamer mad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of gamers mad, but I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I, I mean, I, yeah, I, for the fuck, just for the love of God. Well, I'm, I love I'm, on Twitter I'm so tired. from I'm the so tired. from the actual tweet where they put out this article. One of my favorite comments was some guys like, "Oh, it all makes sense. It's this Ian Walker. He can make a Sunday sound bad." Like, <laughs> like, like everyone, I, mean, I guess this guy is kind of known for being a curmudgeon and kind of a dick when it comes to writing style. So, yeah, maybe. I mean, this is, I mean, this is the shit why people just go, no, it's like Kotaku's a meme, but it's still around. I, 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 I don't know. It's a, maybe enough, it's a meme maybe just a enough normies out there just look it up and they go to Kotaku as the big page and they get their info from there. So. Probably. Yeah. Honestly, it's how yeah. they stick around. It's, it's not for us. It's not for those who are too entrenched. No. So. Uh, all right. So pivoting a little bit. This is something I wouldn't say mad, but it's unfortunate for me, especially. So uh, the tweets out here, we'll, we'll have the link below. I don't have it in front of us, but Jim had retweeted it. I retweeted it. Um, there was some news that came out for the Friday the 13th game. Obviously, that team has been battling legal rights to... 
the name Friday Thirteenth, all these issues they've been having, and it's been they've been fighting this since like twenty seventeen, so it's been going on for a while. We've talked a lot about the game. Jim and I both love it. One of the best communities I've ever interacted <laughs> with. Apparently, the PlayStation community sucked, but we're like, I don't know. We played on Xbox. It was fun for oh, us. Oh, dude, yeah, great community. <laughs> um, and recently, the devs announced that there's no longer going to be dedicated servers, so it's going back to like host servers. And ultimately, what that means is, if you're in a game and the host disconnects, everyone leaves. That's actually what the old Call of Duty servers were when we first started playing, because that was one of the things. If you were beating the shit out of a team, dude got mad and he quit. The whole game ended. Oh, um, yeah. It wasn't even until modern. It actually might have been World at War. I think they start going dedicated servers, but this is like, it's not a great sign. And Jim went full pessimistic and saying, well, the game's not going to be playable anymore. Now, while I get why he's saying that, um, what is nice is the game does have a, it's, it's a simulated, but it's a single player mode where you can play as Jason and just set the bots to be whatever. They have challenge mode. They have the virtual cabin. So there's a lot more content than what it was originally released as, which was strictly multiplayer. Um, I just decided, let me go test it out. Server is still fine. I got in a game in like 20 seconds a couple times in a row. So, I mean, as long as there's a fan base, yeah. But if this game gets outdated, the nice thing is that this isn't a, uh, year-to-year shooter or a sports game i feel like until they release another friday 13th game this will be popular enough where we'll always have someone willing to host a server well i mean we all know that this particular <clears throat> game and the crew behind it won't be making another friday the 13th game because of all the legal bullshit that's going on that's been going on since day one with it yep but yeah i mean when i saw the server thing my immediate thought was like all right this is the beginning of the end like, it'll probably stick around for a while with the peer-to-peer servers like you're talking about. and But that's just, like, that's the kind of sign where it's like, okay, this isn't doing, you know, as well as we wanted. Plus, we have all this legal wrangling, so we can't do everything that we want with the game in general. Mm-hmm. It just seems like the, the start of a probably a slow death. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, they said there's not going to be any more patches that, that's another thing. There's no more patches. There's nothing more going to be added to the game. That was that was part of where my pessimism came to. Yeah. Where they're just like, yeah, we're it, it, it's them going. We're done. Like it's one more update. It's gonna be. It is what it is at that point. Yep. And you know it'll be around for as long as I guess they keep the peer to peer available. <clears throat> now what I will say is, you know, I I Jim and I were in on this game from when it first came out, and you know the devs were one of the most dedicated like answering community making patches for errors like as much as like i reported a few errors and sent it on twitter and i'm not active on twitter for shit and they responded and actually patched the shit within like a week or two so they were very 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 responsive i don't know i mean from the couple games i played i didn't have any issues are there other bugs or issues probably um as long as there's never a point where you can't do peer-to-peer. I don't even care if there is a, a, a glitch or some bullshit with the game. If you can still do peer-to-peer, I'll be fine with that. And my only sadness is that future generations may not be able to play it as much. Because like Jim said, 
We certainly know this group isn't going to do it. And they did a fucking knockout job with this game. And who the hell is going to want to step up and try and deal after seeing what these guys had to go through to get the game where it was. So it is kind of sad. It is sad, but I also think like it's also partially on them too because it's obvious that they talked to one studio with part of the license but didn't talk to everyone that they needed to talk to, so that's when all the bullshit came in. So it's not like there is a company that was like, you know, the big bad company going, you know, boom, stop this. It's, you know, a company that went, oh, we were never consulted about this and we own this part of the IP. So it's it's a shit situation in general. I just think like when there's when you don't patch a game anymore it's probably just going to mean it's never really going to progress past what it's on right now it mm-hmm. probably won't ever be developed for future consoles and it probably won't ever it's just going to fall away into the ether so yeah it, it, it's sad to see like it is a fun game it was never a perfect game it eventually was close to being worth 40 bucks but i still never thought it was quite there but it, it's a small team so i mean they made they did a good job with what they had yeah, and honestly, I mean, I was of the the opinion back then. I was like, considering what I've played sixty bucks for, I liked even the multiplayer. But with I mean, you got your money's worth out of it. There's a difference between getting your money's worth out of it and the game being worth the price. Yeah, but. I mean, yeah, I would say most AAA titles aren't worth sixty bucks nowadays, or even especially some, now. especially some fucking indie titles that come out. I can't believe they try and charge full price, but. Yeah, no, this one, with everything that's been added, I'm very happy with what it is. And, yeah, if it's not available any time in the future, that really sucks. But Yeah, like, so, rest in peace eventually. But, I mean, when, when a game stops being supported with patches, it's it's on its last legs. Yeah. So, and it felt very appropriate to add this in since... This week is an actual Friday the 13th, so I wanted to just make sure we covered it. It is a game I love, so it's sad to see. Yep. No, it's definitely a fun game. All right. Another another victim of multiplayer online gaming. Yeah. Which most games, unfortunately, will be. Yep. So speaking of uh, fun games that you and I play, uh, I just wanted to throw us in here. So this Thursday night into Friday... Uh, the newest Call of Duty, Call of Duty Black, wait, Black Ops Cold, Cold War. Black Ops Cold War. Yep. yep. Um, it's coming out, and you know what? Like, Jim and I said, especially Jim, he, he'll play it that night. He'll play it a few other times, but he's not allowed to play really outside of that. Unless it's handheld or whatever. He just doesn't have the time to play Call of Duty like we used to back in the day. And, um... It, it is something we still look forward to. Us and our group of friends, we still get it. We're not doing the actual physical go out and do the midnight release because especially now between COVID, between the fact that they have this thing where you can get the game at like 9, even though it still won't start till 12. We're like, let's just get the digital copy. We already preloaded our um, Xboxes. Even me, because I got fucked last year. Well, and I get to play until like four in the morning. And then everyone at like five was like, oh, I'm going to bed. Yeah, well. I was like, God damn it. We make the joke about Jim's internet. But it is the slowest of our friends. Jim, don't even try and argue it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Every time there's an update for any game, we're all like, oh man, we're at like 80%, 90%. Jim's like, I'm at 20. <laughs> so It's my Xbox's fault. Yeah, okay. But, um, you know, so we pre-ordered it. 
it is something we just look forward to. Is it the same game every year? Pretty much. Is it what you come to expect? And are there little tweaks? Sure. But it's just the fun of playing with your buddies and, you know, say what you want about every Call of Duty game. We just talked about getting your money's worth. That between the modes and everything they give you, you definitely get your money's worth. So this is one of the first times I didn't really look up anything at all for this game. So I'm coming yeah. into it. Brand, I mean, you didn't do that back in college. So no, you, I never you, did that. You and prep work, I, I, I've come to realize, <clears throat> you've always put it like, I'd like to be surprised. And I've always figured out that, no, you just don't put in prep work for anything. Motherfucker, I do all the prep work for the podcast. And yet you were still looking on your phone and couldn't find stuff for the Patreon questions at the beginning of the episode. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> the stuff I put up ages ago. <laughs> Listen, prep work isn't just doing the little it's like getting excited looking info being ready at the moment and let's be honest how often are you ready when the moment is is there oh i'm ready <laughs> i'm ready i'm ready for action baby between the need to poop between everything else you're always late on something on, man's gotta poop <laughs> so yeah i don't know i i'm very curious if anyone listening if you are buying it, if you are, you know, send us a message. We're playing on Xbox. We're going to be playing with our buddies. But, uh, you know, give us a heads up. Pouring one out for all of our friends who just don't do it anymore. Well, it's funny. We have used, a used to be a gaggle of like 10 to 15 of us, and then it just dwindled, dwindled, dwindled. Well, what's funny is with this last game, a lot more of our friends got back into it. And we were actually getting to back to that point of like, oh, shit, we have too many people in the squad now. So I'm very curious what this year is going to pour out but uh yeah this is just a good excuse we take off the next day we stay up we're super late we play actually get a little bit of sleep it's a it's just a nice thing and and it's one of those because you know console gaming like couch co-ops and all that is gone by the wayside i would hope that you and your buddies out there if you're listening to this Hopefully you have some tradition, no matter what game it is. It's just a guaranteed excuse. Sit down, have some fun with your friends. Because that's really what gaming should be all about anyway. I agree. And we will... Brian, we're going to have so much fun. Oh, boy. Jim, I am... motherfuckers are talking about having a beer of choice for it. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, I don't need to be any more tired than I'm going to be. I don't need a goddamn beer for when we start Oh, don't worry, Jim. I'm going to give you a beer suggestion. And, you know, you got to get your Doritos, you got to get your snacky snacks, got to get your coffee, you got to get it off. We're going to make it through tonight. Jesus Christ, I wish I was in fucking Oregon at this point and just had meth. It'd be way easier. Damn it, Jim. It's legal now. Legal meth. It's not legal. It's legal. It's not legal. It's just legal for private use. It's just decriminalized. There's a difference. Don't be the meme guy. Right, come on. Come on, buddy. <laughs> We uh, all know what that means. You son of a bitch. Alright, so this story I needed to put in here, and I know we've had a lot of topics, but uh, this was, I saw as we were setting up tonight, uh, we've been talking about Xbox making a lot of moves recently in the news with buying Bethesda. We even threw out there, like, was it possible they were going to be getting some kind of Sony or um, Sega deal? But what has been revealed is that the Xbox Game Pass is getting EA Play, um, the newest Destiny, and Disney Plus. And they did the Disney Plus in a very interesting way because they showed a picture of the Mandalorian. And they basically said, 
We're not not showing this for any specific reason, trying to be cute with it. But ultimately, that... I mean, I've always thought the Xbox Game Pass and gold uh, games with gold were great deals to begin with. This is really cementing, like, holy shit. The value you get from that is better than any value from PlayStation and obviously Nintendo. Um... But that's really fucking big. I don't know. Like, especially the Disney Plus. Whew. I don't know how long they're going to have this going for. That's, I mean, for right now, it's no additional cost. So. Yeah. It's a big move. Because what is Disney Plus bare bones? Seven bucks? A month? I don't know. I never paid for it. Uh, see, I, ha I have the Disney Plus plus Hulu and ESPN Plus. And I think it's ten bucks. Because it was all three of them, and at the time, like, you can only watch UFC shit through ESPN Plus, and then, uh, you know, Hulu had a bunch of shows we liked, so we're like, ah, it makes sense, get the whole bundle. But, yeah, I thought the base was, like, seven or eight bucks. So, I mean, you're adding that much value by just doing Game Pass, and as we already know, they've been adding a ton of Bethesda titles to it on top of the ton of other games they have. And now with the EA games, they're covering their sports, like all the Maddens. They're covering Sims. Like, they're just really, really amping this up. So it's like almost a no-brainer. For the price, instead of going out buying brand new games all the time, why wouldn't you do this? Yeah, okay, so for the Disney Plus, you get a 30-day trial of Disney Plus uh, with your Game Pass membership, so... Alright, it's not bad. And yeah, it automatically... Yeah, like you said, 7 bucks a month automatically renews. Okay. So, okay, you get a free month of Disney Plus. That's kind of cool. Gives you a little idea if you like it or not. And if you have a kid, Disney Plus is basically a must. Yeah. And, yeah, EA Play, you get all the EA titles, so you're going to get the worst mass effect um we get some good games and shit like that so um and all the new games that are just coming out in the future for mm -hmm. xbox game pass i mean it's a hell of a deal i mean it what it signifies forget about like the specific of right now what games what this they're trying they're trying everything oh, xbox yes. is trying everything they can right now to make themselves worth buying except for having games for the actual console but besides that but you do have all these services where you can play a ton of shit that's going to be out there. Well, Jim, it, it kind of has already been hinted that there's a possibility the newest Fallout might be an Xbox only. Or, you know, Which Microsoft. Would be big. Yeah, so that's my point. Is like, not, not only are they trying, man, they're coming out there dick swinging. And I mean, it would be interesting to see if it's xbox only or if it's pc and xbox because everything's cross play with them it'll probably no it'll definitely be pc and xbox like yeah I, I meant to say microsoft not just yeah. that would be really stupid like i mean yeah they're cutting off i mean a big limb by stupid yes but it would be a reason for people to actually buy an xbox though it just depends on what their priorities are are they trying True. to just be an overall service <clears throat> or are they actually trying to make the actual xbox as a console still a thing well, and that goes back to what you said. Are they being game providers or hardware? Like, the Game Pass is good because you can simultaneously do it on your Xbox or your PC. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, basically basically at this point, after the, I think this generation you'll really know the future of Xbox. Whether 
they want to just be a publisher or they still want to try and be like actually in the console race instead of just having a console people can buy. Yeah, that's true. I think they'll always have whether it's like a dig- strictly going to just digital only stream our game pass stream our whatever all the cloud-based gaming everything we've been talking about right um yeah that that will be interesting because who knows how viable is it to keep making hardware but um work for sony last generation but i don't know man like it's uh they they've been making moves like a motherfucker so i don't know what else they got up their sleeve but that's pretty impressive yeah, it's a weird time, but they have a way better launch coming than they did for the Xbox. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it was gonna be, what, what was the shit with it? Like it was gonna be online all the time, online gonna... all the time, and you couldn't share games between friends, and like the connect was always gonna be on in always one way or another. Always gonna be recording you, yeah. Always, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what do you call it? Uh, I think the launch of that was right around when we were starting a page, and that was almost like. The very first, like, Gamers Mad segment I ever had on the page. Because I wrote, like, an essay saying that people were blowing the launch way out of proportion. I was wrong. <laughs> I can admit I was wrong. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a disastrous launch for them. They never recovered from. So, they're no. at least doing a lot better this time. Yeah, they've handled it. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they handle it a lot better. Well, they have, but we'll see. I don't know. But, speaking of handling things... Handling a gun, Brian. And we're going to talk about it in our next Which is Better. <laughs> I guess I like how you did that. Look, it um, was better than just jumping into it. Where was it? <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> yep, coming from our buddy Kit. Um, we're going to be talking about which is better between the first or third person shooter games. And so... I'm actually shocked that this wasn't one that we did before. Almost seems too obvious. It does seem too obvious. But I looked. Right? I looked through the backlog. Never did it. Well, not only is it too obvious, when I'm thinking about it... Too obvious as, a topic, not too obvious an answer. Yeah. It, well, here's the deal. If they feel like such different genres. Like, right. Like it just, it just becomes, think, what do you like better, basically. Exactly. And, and here's the deal. Like, you know, when I think third party, I can easily... I mean, there's obviously a million games, but the first one that always comes to my mind is Gears of War. Like, that was the first game I can think of of any generation where I said, oh, this is like a over-the-shoulder shooter. And obviously, tons of games from 360 generation on. And I know, I'm sure there was games before that. But, um, yeah, I mean, my easy answer is going to be first person because you have better control of the gun, ultimately. And, you know, the third person, I feel like gun mechanics are always easier because you know you can't get that tightness. But, like, the view of the guy always, like, taking up some of the screen. I don't like things fucking with my peripheral when I'm, like, fighting a bunch of enemies. And that always bugged me a little bit. And I feel like there's an added delay when you go to aim in any third person shooter. Um... So I'd probably say I always prefer the controls in a first person over third person. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. This is fucking tough. Cause like, do I try to go in the most like broad sense and be like, if you're playing a first person game where it lets you go into third person, it's always really wonky. Where if it's a third person game that lets you go first person, it always works better. 
So you have that variation, I guess, that you can say in a third-person game at that point. But then again, if you just have, you know, you know what the focus of the game is. And I don't fucking know, because I really do like both. Well, here's the deal. I mean, I think... Okay, I so think I think in general you can do more with a game. Or we're just talking shooters. Fuck, we're just talking shooters. Just talking shooters. Uh, uh, yeah, we're just talking shooters, so I'll do first person as well. It just yeah. feels better with shooters. Like, to your point, what you were just saying, though, what's interesting is when I think of... Unless you talk like now you talk of behind-the-back shooters or third person, or are you talking like... 2d just staring at like you know like fucking contra or something like that i mean i think i would consider just over the shoulder over the shoulder yeah behind the back thing yeah Yeah, so i think the best examples right now and technically the most popular are the battle royale fortnite and PUBG. those are third person shooters but as you just said when you switch a first person and PUBG. There is something wonky about it you can learn it and you kind of have to master it if you want to get really good at the game but the atypical over the shoulder, yeah, it's it's that's the way it seems like more and more games, especially for those battle royale style games, because you have more control of the camera, which allows you to see more people. So it's almost like an added cheat. Whereas like when you're playing first person, all you have is what's in front of you. When you're playing third person, it's greater control of like your environment. So that's that's the only area where it gets interesting. Where I'm like, well, yeah, it is tougher to play first person, um, but like the control of your weapon is to me much better. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I always want to like kind of think of it like almost like you're saying, like going from third person and say PUBG in the first person. It's wonky. PUBG's wonky in general, but it's wonky. But it still like kind of works. Where like say you're playing a first person game like fucking Skyrim but you put yourself in third-person mode, and it's just wacky as shit. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, you do it because you generally just want to see what your guy looks like. Like, you're not doing it for any real advantage. You do it in Fallout 2, and Fallout 4 fixed most of the gun issues, but there was almost never a time unless I just wanted to be like, oh, it's cool, I can see my guy. Right, so it basically comes down to, do you want the flexibility of gameplay more, or do you want the tightness more? It really comes down to that. And I guess, yeah, I guess tightness is probably more important. So, all right, I guess I'll go first person. Yeah, I like uh, both. I like both, but I guess first person. First person just seems easier to pull off too. It's easier to fuck up a third person game. Yeah, no, that's true too. I just, uh, they do feel like completely different genres. And if you're gonna be strictly a shooter, I feel like you should just master the first person, and if you can, do a third person and try and do it okay. But I, I don't see many advantages unless you're looking like like when I think of a Gears of War, if you want to have an action game where you're able to vault and for some reason you need to have platforming elements, then you need a third person. Right. But first person platforming never works. I don't care what game it is. I mean, you can get it where it's usable, but it's never great. Yeah. I mean, Doom does it well, the new Dooms. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So... All right, but thank you, Kit. We appreciate the question. And closing out tonight with our final topic, we have our overrated, underrated. And I just threw this in here. Super simple. But Jim and I just talked about it. Midnight releases for games. I don't even know how many games do this. I'm sure there's a lot. My reference is usually the Call of Duties or major AAA titles. And... You and I have made events out of these, and I've always looked forward 
forward to them. But are they... I don't know if they're overrated or underrated. And this is one I truly don't have a big... Like, I can counter-argue you or try to. I don't know if I have a big enough thing here. Because... Uh, I'll just... I'll throw out there... How about this? I'm going to throw out there they're underrated because... Like, gamers... You know, we this is one of the few events you can actually have as a gamer. If you're not an esports person, if you're not a whatever, like this can be a night if if you have a game that does get a midnight release, it's an event for you and your friends. And it be, does become like the fun of our events in the past where we never meet up, gonna drink, gonna eat some Taco Bell, gonna go bowling, like do all the goofy shit leading up to it. And then the games were always fun too. But it was just like we made a big thing of it. Could we have done that with a regular release time the next day? Eh, you could, but you never were going to. This like forced us to make a whole night of it. So I always looked forward to that. And I think a lot of people who participate in midnight releases probably do that too. So I'll say underrated because it's one of the last enjoyable things gamers can do together. Um for an in-person or like some kind of event driven thing that's not esports yeah you know because at first i was gonna go with underrated back in the day and overrated now because it's like really not a thing at least from my frame of reference but then i forget that like it almost seems like more releases it isn't so much about the midnight release but like the early day release where like people line up at five in the morning now to be in line for the new console for when GameStop opens at 9 a.m. or mm-hmm. when a new game comes out. So it almost seems like the whole midnight thing got phased out. But, man, to your point, back in the fight, like, we always go back to the Call of Duties, but that's the one we did. Like like you said, we would we'd meet up. It would be a group of us. We'd go bowling. We'd get some beer. We'd go to Taco Bell. We'd And in the parking lot of the event itself, like, everyone's, like, fucking talking. And, like, a rented game truck would come in that had, like, games set up inside the truck for people to come in and take turns with. And it was, like, an actual event and shit like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's still videos from, like, the... I think it was more from, like, the mid to late 2000s for, like, big game releases and shit like that. Like, the new Zelda or the new Pokemon. Like, it used to be a thing, and it just doesn't seem like it's as much of a thing anymore. So... And this goes back to what we talked about. I'm sure, uh, well, we actually, we know Best Buys and shit did it, but GameStop was where we did these things. And like Jim said, we had trucks pull up, giving out like monsters, we giving out like p- being able to play games. It, like, like I said, it really was an event onto itself. And it's something that you're not going to experience really any other way, even no matter how you play gaming. Unless you're going to conventions or whatever, you ain't going to get that experience. So it was just a fun thing. And I hope they don't fully ever get rid of them. Like Jim and I, like we said, we're not. I have to imagine like when they do release a new Zelda or Mario, I'm sure there's a midnight release. Um, But we're not going to that. So I don't know. I, I, I would find it hard pressed to say if every single game had it. I would definitely say overrate it because I don't feel like every game has it and it is like a little capsule in time and when it does happen, it's a big deal for those who do enjoy it. I'll always say underrated. Yeah, I guess if I have to go with a full-on one, I'll say underrated too. It was yeah. just too damn fun. It, it was worth the 
the investment beforehand and you know it just led into playing with your friends all night yeah yeah for sure because like that anticipation of you get in your car you have the game you can't wait to get home you know like get set up it, it was it was just a whole it was a whole deal so yeah yeah i guess i guess if you're one of these consumerism at its worst people that's like your real argument maybe i don't, I don't fucking know man just let people Here, have fun here's the deal it's to me there was nothing about consumerism because like i said it's not like that drove people to buy more because of the availability of the midnight release right i feel like that was a social thing like they were like allowing people to get online now here's the deal if you were someone playing by yourself and you just really want to enjoy a game that's cool too but it would never be worth it for me like i would have never done that shit if it wasn't for you guys like i would have right. never oh i need to go play the newest call of duty let me go go by myself like no i still do it and want to do it because you guys do it right so yeah i'm very curious in the comments let us know below if you've a either done a midnight release for a game um and b and if you have what do you think is it overrated is it underrated like do you wish they did it more maybe, maybe we're lucky we never got rained on waiting in line for a midnight release and shit <laughs> like that yeah i mean it could go south there's ways it can go south but we always sure. had good times yeah yeah and you make of it what you know we never cared about being like the front of line either we were like oh cool we're like 50th in line i don't care like it yeah didn't, that didn't really make a difference and then it was always kind of fun, like, if you did have a buddy who was running late, <coughs> usually Jim, <coughs> you'd be like, get on, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I'm pooping again. <laughs> it's installing and I got a shit. <laughs> so, yeah, like you said, this week, Jim and I, we're not standing in lines, but that's for more than just the game itself, between COVID and everything. Eh, doesn't make sense. It, it's it's not worth sitting around for two hours minimum to fucking download the whole goddamn game before you can play it. Yeah. So let us know what you guys think below. But with that, we're going to close it up. And before we do, Jim, did you ever switch from Miller or did you just stick with that? Just stuck with Miller. Yeah. So my quick recap for my beers. Um, Saranac is one of those breweries. I always say they're just above average. Like, if you're grading on a 1 to 10 scale, they're in that 6 to 7 always range. I've never had anything from them that really knocked me back and said, wow. But both the Oktoberfest and the Hoptoberfest IPA, um, they just they pack a lot of flavor. Uh, they both leave a little bit of a dry mouthfeel, like almost like a bitterness. But they're, they're still, they go down really easy, and I have no major complaints. So if you ever see that as a mixed variety pack, I don't care what they're putting out. I've always had good luck with those guys, so give them a try. Yeah, no, that's a good description. They're very, they're very solid. They're yeah. never exceptional, but they're never disappointing. Exactly. So with that, everyone, thank you for sticking around. Um, if you haven't already, please make sure, give us a subscribe. Um, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, give us a five-star rating. You can bash us in the comments, but just please give us that rating. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe there. But until next time... If you leave a five-star review, night. no matter what it is, we will, we will read it. So you can have your <laughs> chuckles. Cheers, guys. Cheers.